0: Kavoy delayed the hand pass until Day in full stride. And isn't he excited by it? Morris, a couple of nice things today. Chipped it forward, asked a lot of a man running back with a fly towards goal. McDonald, yes! Racks up another for the Hawks. Dave flings the handball out. Luke Bruce, another shot. Cheered home by the Hawks fans. Ward again to the square. Genuine one-on-one. Duggan got a to him. Oh, and yeah. Dullo! With a nice strike! he his memory very well today, the Hawks. The 1991 Normsworth medalist. Luke Bruce leads the Hawks home.
1: The Hawks made it back-to-back wins, besting the Eagles in what was, frankly, a fairly average game. But that's okay, because there's still much to celebrate, namely Josh Ward's breakout performance, another great midfield showing from Dylan Moore, and a big bag of six from Luke Brewst. We'll get to all that, as well as the latest Box Hill heist out at City Oval, and so much more. Welcome to another edition of the Hawk Talk podcast. My name is Nick Mason and tis, it wasn't the most pretty display of football, but there's a bit to like about Hawthorne right now.
0: Well, yeah, the uh, the young Brigade are coming through. The One of the legends is just uh, taking his opposition number to task. <laughs> um, and then Box Hill were scintillating. You know
1: what I liked about this win over West Coast? It felt like both age profiles held up their end of the bargain. Yeah, we, we did have some youth standing up and doing some really good, exciting things. And then, as you say, a good old-fashioned education from Luke Bruce to his opponent. Well, look, big boy
0: Ben McAvoy only needs to turn up and we win. <laughs>
1: it certainly seems that way. Well, I'm telling you, I, I did say we look better with two rucks, and that was the plan.
0: I certainly haven't been proven wrong yet. Well, you see, it was the weather's fault that Cosy was dropped. Mm. And as a result of him being dropped... Mitch Lewis had two or three tags. Yeah, I was waiting for this. <laughs> it, yeah, I mean, it was bound to happen sooner or later, Didn't right? look likely, and he was embarrassed. That's a play on I know, I, I got it,
1: thank you. Yeah, he was best on ground. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. Well, he was.
1: I mean, the coaches thought so. Yeah, well, he was very good. But, you know, I was looking at the coaches' votes, mate. I was looking at it uh, on Monday afternoon, and I thought, I wonder who they went with. And not just our game, the league-wide, because mm. I was interested... Who is going to pinch the Rising Star nomination off Josh Ward? There's nobody. Surely nobody could, because Ward got votes. And I was looking through, I went, nah, it's his. I'm just counting down to the announcement. And sure enough, your Rising Star nominee for round 18 with 34 touches, five inside 50s, six clearances, eight score involvements, and a game-high 618 metres gained, Josh Ward. He looked like an old man. <laughs> <laughs> in that he was just comfortable out there experienced
0: Look, well i mean the first couple of touches weren't you know he, he, was, he was still feeling his way into the game yeah. but after that it just everywhere he went he got the pill looked cool
1: composed he's introduced that into his game over the last couple of weeks which i really like
0: he, he's not as nervy i feel as he used to be he, he takes good options which i really love' That's And what they're I'm not about. always you know kick it long he, he's got good eyesight mm-hmm. Uh, not necessarily all kicks, some handballs. It's a good mix. A true breakout game. Uh, I feel like we knew it was coming. It might have happened sooner if not for that stint on the sidelines. Yeah, the concussion really stifled his his season, but uh, we've got one here. Well done, Josh. Stellar performance. I look
1: forward to seeing him, for, frankly, for the rest of the season. There's no point putting him back in Box Hill. And that goes for a few of these guys. One guy that we do want to concentrate on, though, who's become an absolute superstar awarded the Paul Deere Memorial Medal on the day, recognised as the most greatest player out there. It is, of course, Dylan Moore. Another great week. He's getting
0: consistent now.
1: He really is. He is emerging as, well, one of the true stars of the comp. If you go by AFL player ratings, his improvements in this season alone, uh, it's propelled him into the stratosphere. He's the most improved across the league. That's it. That's it. And no one's talking about it, Tiz. Have you noticed? No one in the footy media wants to chat about Dylan Moore. Yeah, But the fact of the matter is, he really did the number 13 proud on, on such an important day as well. A pocket rocket who we love having forward, obviously, but he's
0: proving to be every bit as damaging as a midfielder. Yeah, it's not just the touches he gets, but the pressure he creates around the ball. He also takes good options, but he can also accelerate around away from the pack. Midfielder Dylan Moore mm. is not something I thought I'd ever hear, but... It's looking more and more a reality. I remember when we drafted him to the club, we were thinking, oh, wingman. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, run all day. Run all day. Endurance machine. And then we bought in Scully, and mm-hmm. he nearly got delisted. That's right, <laughs> yeah. I
1: mean, you talk about pressure before. A game-high 32 pressure axe, it's kind of what we need in the midfield, isn't it?
0: Yeah, Oh, exactly. Like, some of the old fellas just don't put their hand up for the pressure axe, exactly. as we know. So. yeah. And now you've got a guy that we categorise as a forward,
1: traditionally, and he is absolutely a weapon there. But look at what we've been trying to do with all our other midfielders. You know, we're trying to play them off half forward and see what they can do there. I would say that Jager's probably the one that gets it the best. He, He has the ability there. But with Dylan Moore, it looks like, okay, we've got the forward game locked down. Now mm-hmm. we're trying him in the midfield, and oh, hello. Hello, he, gold scoring midfield. Yes, that's it. He might be the one who nails the that duality, the best out of the lot of them. So very exciting indeed. Finished with 25 disposals, including 12 contested possessions. The stat sheet also reads five inside 50s, six tackles, seven clearances, and a goal. Just a complete game, and definitely deserve that honour of the Paul Deere Memorial Medal, I think. Now, I want
0: to talk about something that's quite interesting. Okay. Uh, you don't often see your opponent get uh, 23 touches at 91% disposal efficiency and have a really big impact on the game, like his top six. Okay, yeah. And then he's criticised for how poorly he did against you. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like I know where this is going. Alex yeah, has six kicked on him by Bruce. Six goals, mm-hmm. two. Could have been seven. Bruce mm-hmm. wanted the seven. Um, <laughs> just sensational.
1: I mean like, talk talking about winding back the clock with a bag of six, and as you say six two to be perfectly precise, but how about this? He also had five inside fifties,
0: yeah, I so, mean, I mean, were they just game? running around? Sharing the football, were they?
1: (laughs) His influence over this game is just supreme as such a damaging player. And the Eagles had really no answer and deservedly the fans MVP for this week. Yeah,
0: so me yelling out to Alex Witherden, and learn to defend, I think should be underlined in the match notes. (laughs) Good one. You got him a beauty there. Well done. (laughs) Well, they're both attacking and uh, Bruce just made him pay every time. Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, we've seen it all from Luke Bruce at this point. Well, he had a form turnaround last week. Yeah.
1: And he then really this did.
0: week, you know, he's just running on top of the ground. I believe I, I might have said to
1: friend of the show, Peter, uh, at the end of the game that you just, with, with a day like that, you just don't know when Luke might hang up the boots. I don't know when that day it's is going to class,
0: come. It's called class,
1: mate. It's called class. It always bubbles to the surface, doesn't it? He did beautifully, Luke Bruce. Another guy did very well. We talk about recreating the form from the previous game. Finn McGuinness. He's on a hot streak. Another week, another tag for Finn McGuinness. And we expected he might get Tim Kelly. and That's exactly what happened. I'm going to give this one to McGuinness. Absolutely, because the,
0: the midfield of the West Coast Eagles is reliant on Kelly, especially when Shuey... Can't perform. And Shuey was out for a little while. I think he missed part mm-hmm. of the match. So, And they fell to pieces during that. The, the thing that separates
1: them as well, I mean, you, you make a good point. Finn has completely nullified their most important weapon, which is excellent for a young player. But a game-high 12 score involvements for Finn. So not only is he putting the hard tag on, he's got triple the amount of score involvements than
0: Kelly. Yeah, it's like you're playing chess and the pawn comes up and takes out your knight. Yeah, that's it's it's, it's basically yeah. how you have to view it. If, Finn, uh, if if Finn can keep doing stuff like that,
1: if Finn can get to the end of the board and become a queen, <laughs> I will say
0: yes, queen. Wow. Yeah, I know. Doesn't suit me, does it? I should avoid that. What in the future. was what was interesting about this week, though, that uh, strategically um, we weren't very good, and we had to tactically work our way back into the game. I thought at the beginning of the game we didn't look anywhere near. Uh, the form of the previous week
1: Yeah that, that's true enough Although I thought once we got going There were certain passages of play That were very trademark 2022 Hawthorne mm. the, the one that springs to mind I can't remember who centred it to the middle of the ground But Josh Morris clunking it
0: Stewie Dew style yeah. A very strong contested mark and yeah, then... I don't think you should remember who kicked that to the middle That was a was very a bit... <laughs> dicey kick <laughs> but, but it's in line with what we're
1: trying to do When it's on and when it's not is the next step in the development for these players with this game plan? Because it's not always on. Yeah. Even they- West Coast, as terrible as they are, they knew they could shut it down, and occasionally they did. And we tried it anyway.
0: It's bound to happen. Let's talk about that piece of play, though. Okay. Because yep. Josh Morris takes a very good mark, mm-hmm. uh, holds his position well. I thought he had a good game on uh, Liam Ryan. Yeah. Yep. Who's elite. Liam well, Roman, when yes. he's up and running, he's out of form, but whatever. Yeah, he looked dangerous, kept ducking, that kind of stuff. You he know. Really, he did actually. That's he was looking for that free kick. We but know he, now the AFL's outlawed that, but, but anyway. But Morris was on him the whole day, mm-hmm. and I thought did a very, very good job. And I know you want to chat about Connor McDonald as well. Yeah, so he's running back with a flight of the ball. Yeah, and takes it one hand. Just <laughs> when I thought he was going to be crunched. Basically, he took it under the arm. Mm. He came over his left shoulder. He catches it in the right mitt. Continues on his merry way. Yep. Has a glance and a smirk. <laughs> he loves a goal. And then slots it. <laughs> Simply the best. I loved it. That's goal of the year for me. Wow! Big call. Cool. Uh, it's, it's, it's goal a beauty, of the though. year for me because it got me excited. Got oh, me up yeah. and about. Oh, absolutely. You know, there's a couple of times he's done that. Oh, and no. then. In the, later on in the game, when he's looking to seal it, you know? Yeah. I love this. Because yep. Dermy just can't hold it in when he's on the commentary. Mm-hmm. Remember when uh, Warple kicked that goal to seal it against Essendon? Yeah. Very similar noise comes out of his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> just a squeal of delight yep. when McDonald uh, just... Puts his foot through it in the square. Just a fan forever, basically. Yeah, it's great.
1: G'day, Hawkers. Just wanted to jump in and say that we did, in fact, lose a few seconds worth of audio at around this point in the recording. So just to give a bit of context for the next little bit of the episode, I'm basically referring to a photo that I saw after the game. All right, let's get back to it. And I'm not exactly sure at what time it was taken, but it's definitely a point where Hawthorne's coming up the race. It might be the start of the game. It might be halftime. And all the players, like, really have their game face on, you know, especially Tom Mitchell out the front leading the guys. He's, you know, really concentrating, locked in. And there's Connor McDonald, who's just got the biggest shit-eating smirk. (laughs) It's like, oh, you you know how good you are.
0: You know how good you can be. We're getting some real bravado. You've got Sicily. McDonald's brought it. Mm. We've known... Josh Morris has had it for a long time. <laughs> yes, yeah. What's that app he was on about a month oh, after he was drafted? A cameo. Yeah, cameo. Where yeah. You'll, yeah, where you can hire him for a birthday message. Yeah. 99% of even Hawthorne fans probably didn't know who he was. At
1: that time, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I look, me, I wouldn't turn my nose up at it. I'd enjoy it. No, but
0: it, he's just been... I get your point. He's just signed a contract and he's straight on cameo. And <laughs> But, uh, yeah, yeah. It's like criticism. Hopefully, for those fellas, is like water off a duck's back. You need that kind of bit. Like Sammy, he doesn't. Uh, yeah. Get his head turned quickly.
1: No, no way.
0: And he's—they've all got a
1: certain style of swagger about them, don't they? Well, and that's what I like. Nukes has it too. Well, let's talk about Newham. He was in my honourable mentions because I thought it was fantastic. He just is a machine. He gives us. So much drive and, and just has so much grunt about him, especially on a day such as that where Melbourne was throwing up all sorts of conditions. It didn't, it didn't know what it wanted to be. At some points, I'm like, oh, I'm back at the G. It's, it's 2015, September, hottest day, hottest grand final on record. That's the sunshine that was
0: being And put you're trying up. to dry your clothes.
1: Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, exactly. So I, I thought
0: Newcomb was just uh, a man for all weather. Yeah, scrimmage was good. Um, Great goal. If that isn't ghosting, what is? Because nobody reacted to the fact that Scrimshaw had the ball. Well, his opponent ended up giving up
1: because <laughs> I, I think he expected that Scrimshaw would just line up for the goal. So he just slowed to a, a, t- a small half-hearted jog and the is like, no, I'm going to keep on running, mate. I've run this far. I've taken you all the way up the field. I'm probably going to run a bit further and slot it. Um,
0: I haven't seen anyone slow down that much having a shot for goal since Hodgie. <laughs> Yeah, that's right Do you remember how slow he'd yeah. get? Yeah. yeah But that's because everyone else had given up
1: Well, it makes me think of the uh, the time in, it was in Adelaide Oh, yeah yeah, the, yeah, virtually to win the game yeah. And he, he sells the candy, doesn't he? And everything stops around him He just very coolly and calmly puts it through And then gets slammed by the well, second tackler Yeah, that's right <laughs> <laughs> Have to wear that at least uh, Let's talk about some other players DGB this is a guy that you asked me about. Well, after the at game. the
0: ground, oh, I was hypercritical of him. Yep, and you, you uh, since cooled on that, or yeah, yeah, it so? wasn't talk- anywhere near as bad as I thought it was.
1: Because <laughs> you watched the replay as well. After yeah, I did. Yeah. So talk me through your thought process. What did you initially
0: think, and how did, how were you swung around? Uh, well, I thought early on he was out of position and didn't have much impact on a lot of contests. And mm-hmm. but he really worked hard to get back into it. Um, uh, you know, I forget how good Kennedy and who's the bloke that dropped the ball in the grand final? Darling.
1: <laughs> darling.
0: Yeah. I forget how good they actually are. Yeah. Yeah. As
1: a twin pairing. Yeah. I think I just read today that Kennedy's hanging up the boots at the end of the year. But, you know, he could probably go again. He's still got it. Well, hes I mean, it's no good to keep playing him, is it? Well, no, it's not. It's not in the Eagles' best interest, but he has the ability. Yeah. So, yeah, they're still very good. And, you know, DGB, you know, had his work cut out for him at some points. Sometimes a bit nervy, sometimes a bit over-aggressive as well. But Blanks, he looks streets ahead. Oh, blanks safe as houses. I mean, people will rave about Newcomb being, you know, the mid-season draft steal, the guy that's flying under the radar is James Blank and his importance to this lineup and effectively I'm sure Kyle Hardigan doesn't appreciate it, it stamped his papers. The future is now. Blank is in this lineup, he's keeping Hardigan out. You
0: mentioned the weather, and that of course kept Cozzy out. Mm. Right? And your mate had a real tough day at the office. <laughs> Yeah, just a little bit. I mean, it was bound
1: to happen sooner or later. He probably needed a bit more support. Things didn't go his way, really.
0: Three in front of him every time he went
1: for yeah, a contest. not ideal. But then you just, can you really complain when Bruce bobs up with six? I don't, uh, should I don't I really know. care. Uh, Lewis copped a big knock from uh, Shannon Hearn. I'm going to call it now because we're recording this when the teams aren't out. This is a Tuesday evening. I reckon Lewis gets a rest this week. What, against North? Yeah, he might have, air quotes, soreness. Right. And it might be somewhat legit. I don't know. I'm just, that's my forecast. That's what I predict. I mean, we've got a new full forward anyway, so. <laughs> go on. Will they? <laughs> what a forward setup we had at times. I think, let's go through it. Jarman Impy, who's obviously been played as a defender for did the past... Did he get a touch? Well, he got a goal. Okay. He got, he got he, a very
0: important he goal. He did, actually, yeah. yeah. But he, he was. Irrelevant for large periods. I'd agree with that, yeah. yeah.
1: Jarman Impey, Finn McGuinness was played as a forward again, and uh, Will Day. So sometimes you look at the forward setup and you're like, what are you doing, Sammy? I don't hate it, but I'm mystified by it. So it was Gunston's role, right? I would assume
0: so, yes. And he's a quick study because... You well, know. A couple of goals on the board. He doubled his career goals, Tiz. Well, McAvoy said to Sammy, how do I teach him to be a forward in you know less than a week or two? That's right. Yeah, he did say that. And Will was in the right spot more <laughs> times than not. <laughs> That's right. In fact, wasn't it McAvoy that fed him a goal? Yeah. Yes, there you go. <laughs> didn't you love McAvoy's goal, though? Oh, fantastic. Where his opponent didn't look at the ball and the ball pitched and his opponent turns around to look at where it pitched yep. and McAvoy's putting it through. <laughs>
1: And just a feel good story, isn't it? Like he deserves that for for all he's come back from, and there were oh, times he's, in, of, he's so important in some of the leading chains to goal there were times in in this game where I had to remind myself like this is a guy that had a neck fracture, it was a very serious injury. It could have ended his career, and he goes in and plays like it's nothing, like it never happened. This marked uh win number six for Mitchell as well. Uh, in his first year of coaching, obviously, where Clarko only managed five. Mm. Mm. Right. Interesting. So, um, mm.
0: so if five in your first year becomes four premierships, what does six? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, that's just science, Hawks fans. Like <laughs> this one from Jack at Hawk Talk Pod who had the better list when they took over, Mitchell or Clarkson?
0: Oh, Mitchell. Definitely.
1: Well, I suppose that's true, isn't it? Because Clarkson, he then gets the draft, doesn't he?
0: I mean, yes, but Clarkson also put up the for sale sign. Just said we're going to gut the list and rebuild from here. Both of them has had a brand medalist on the list. That's true. Yeah. We
1: heard from Dino at Hawk Talk Pod, who do we want to see in the final 5 games and why is it more Finn matchups?
0: So who have we got left, Nick? We got North this week. Mm-hmm. Saints who are done. <laughs> well, hopefully we'll see to that. Suns that are Medium rare to nearly well done. Hmm. Uh, who's after that? Uh, the Tigers, I think. And then the Dogs.
1: Yeah, and yeah, I reckon that's the season. Well. You're sniffing a few wins, mate.
0: Yeah. You're licking your chops. No. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to be. Well, I'm just... You know, I, don't mind. I think there's a question later about what's the point in winning. <laughs> Paraphrased, of course. Yeah. Yeah, well... You know, those boys on the weekend, they definitely wanted to win, didn't they? I mean, West Coast wanted to win too. They came as hard as they could with the talent they had on the park. The only team in the AFL at the moment that doesn't want to win is the team we've got this week. Yes, isn't that a weird conundrum? Because at the moment, right now, they're in AFL house telling everybody how bad they are.
1: Well, what I think is amusing about this is, obviously, North Melbourne had a stirring win over Richmond over the weekend. Oh,
0: yes, when the other mob can't hit the back of a barn with a banjo. (laughs) I was
1: there, mate. I had free tickets and went to the medallion club, and I saw the first half before I had to piss off. You know you're going
0: to get a letter to say, could you attend each week? (laughs) That's
1: right, it was their lucky charm, because they played like the bloody Globetrotters. (laughs) Was it eight straight? Oh, it
0: was ridiculous
1: and, and, you know, Richmond missed something like Nine shots from inside 30 metres Wow Absolutely insane That'll never to happen see. again so,
0: Richmondy is back <laughs> That's
1: right, that was the bonus uh, But, you know, North have beaten A severely undermanned Eagles side That had ring-ins And now they <laughs> Well, they did, didn't yeah. they? About yeah. 12 players Yep yeah. And Richmond's just... Only just, mind you Yeah, they Only that's just my, that's, my yeah. that's my point That's my point And Richmond's just could not kick a goal for the life of them
0: and made some very odd decisions when the game was on the line zuha currently unsigned kick six wins in the game yeah is that that's going to be top of the list anyway
1: my point in saying all this is after such a steering win president Sonia hood came out and tweeted
0: our list not bad well i mean you know there's many other words that mean bad could be pathetic could be (laughs) (laughs) no look I mean, she changed her tune when Tuesday rolled around. Poor David Noble, though. They obviously haven't been putting in any effort at all. I I
1: did have a feeling we were going to talk about North at length like this, just because I disliked them so intensely. We've got them this week. We've got to talk about them, unfortunately. We do, but the question from Dino was about Finn. I imagine Finn McGuinness gets, what, LDU this week as a matchup? Uh, Who else wins the ball for them? i I watched them and I don't know. Yeah, I mean, LD is putting together a nice season. So imagine that's the that's the match-up there. Uh, it would be interesting to see. I, I want this experiment to continue. I want this tagging thing to be part of uh, Finn McGinness's arsenal, for sure. I keep on seeing him forward. I'm always a bit dicey about that. But everything else he's doing is great.
0: Uh, anyone else you want to see? Would you like to see Jai Sarong?
1: I would. Well, Jai Sarong was actually named in the in the squad yeah. this week. Came in emergency... Yeah, I—I hmm. I mean, yeah, sure. I'd, I'd like to see him. Whether we do or not, I'm not necessarily convinced just
0: yet. Well, I mean, if you're dropping Mitch Lewis, mate,
1: <laughs> okay, you're bringing Cosie. All right, all right. Uh, this question from Matt: Do you park Will Day Ford now for the rest of the year? He finished nicely a couple of times, but didn't find much of the ball. Could this further erode his dwindling confidence? Now, we I have don't to- think confidence is an issue for Will. Well, not right now. Certainly, we have discussed in the past that it might be. But you see him slot a goal or two and, gee, he celebrates.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't look like a guy who's down on confidence when he celebrates like that. It's a that. bit of a go-to move. It's becoming a thing that that Sammy likes to do. Blokes that are down on form or struggling in the back line, send them forward, give them a couple of goals, get yep. their chins up. <laughs> Worked with MP. he's done it with Day Frost Yeah,
1: Frost, yes, wow There's three Yeah Not a coincidence anymore, is it, listeners? No, and Hardigan went forward in the VFL like I'm starting to <laughs> But he did kick a very important goal He did But that one's not on Mitchell, that's Proctor Yeah So, I don't know, it's still Hawthorne, it still counts uh, oh, It's going to be interesting because Gunston is said to be available this week Or they hope he is Mm-hmm um whether he is or not i mean you just you can't put a timeline on these things no i feel like if if jack gunston wasn't in the inclusions this week no one's going to cry foul i think everyone's going to be like oh yeah well fair enough we know what that's about mm-hmm. um so i don't know maybe day gets another shot forward it really depends probably on what gunston's doing uh we had this question from rocky and ralph why are we potentially going for amon cheers cuz he's free and elite correct Pridgy, Uh, so much to be excited (laughs) about. He's not exactly free,
0: but he's free to bring to the club. (sighs) Well, yeah. And
1: then he takes up some of his seller cap. Yeah, he's got a hefty price tag, but it looks like we're in the box seat to get him. Mm -hmm. Carlton pulled out. They're not interested anymore, so that helps us. Uh, Thank goodness. Can you imagine their wingman? Wow. Exactly, yeah. They'd look pretty good. But uh, yeah, why not, Amon? I'd have him in the club, for sure. A real weapon of a wingman is uh, Carl Amon. This question from Pridgy. So much to be excited about. Ward, blank, more. Do we have any more debutants this year, given the youth already
0: on show at the moment? Again, Getting a bit greedy, uh, Pridgy. Getting a bit <laughs> greedy. This is, this is some year for youth on our list. We haven't oh, yeah. seen this kind of development and flowering of youth for many years. But this is what it had to be. I think this is living
1: up to... Dare I say most fans' hopes and expectations for season twenty twenty two? Because if you're not doing this, then what kind of hopes, a rebuild is it? Certainly, hopes. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, so you reckon Jai are wrong? Oh, I just think he might be given a taster. Yeah, they so. often do that. They often get near the end of the year and they go, "You know what? You've toiled really hard. We're going to give you a taste, so you know what it's about." Fifteen
1: touches in the uh, in the VFL this past weekend and performed pretty well. We should get to that actually because. What a finish. Box Hill Hawks, 12-15-87, defeated Werribee Tigers, 11-14-80. Yeah, that doesn't really capture it, does it? <laughs> no, it really doesn't, that scoreline. Because you could say, oh, yeah, seems like it was a bit close. Yeah. Oh, boy, was it. That was another genuine Box Hill heist. They pinched the
0: win with three goals three in the final 10 minutes of the game. That How would you describe it? He, he basically launches both feet into the air... Yeah, on the turn, Cavara, mm-hmm. Ben Cavara. Yeah, I'm, that's right. Yes, beautiful boomerang goal, across his shoulder, oh, and I, the demoralising. Of <laughs> the opposition. Yeah, was you noticed that too? Oh, the, oh, the, the The body language when
1: that one sailed through was like, Jesus Christ.
0: <laughs> you are kidding me. Yeah, it was more. Yeah, you are kidding me. I cannot believe that went through. Yeah,
1: and the commentary, you know, I think they called it a Smithy snag. And I'm like, you've said that about five times this call. <laughs> this is the one. That's a Smithy snag. It uh, makes all the other ones irrelevant. Anyway, uh, Ben Cavara with a real clutch goal, but the guy to really finish it off was a guy who uh, did a bit of a Luke Bruce before Luke Bruce did it. Fergus Green with six goals of his own, 11 touches and five marks and uh, yeah, put the game to bed with a goal from about a metre out.
0: Now, someone's knocking on the door. Tommy Phillips.
1: (laughs) That's right, yeah. In the battle of Tom versus Tom this game it was Phillips with the edge he put a wonderful blanket job on Werribee's Tom Gribble who's actually a former JJ Liston trophy winner a game high 29 touches 12 marks six tackles seven clearances and uh I'm not used to Tom Phillips being this dominant
0: no it's unusual he was clearly dominant yeah and Gribble's no slouch no not at all uh Liam Shields ably assisted Tom, of course. Uh, as you'd expect.
1: I mean, he's a consummate professional and and great again for Box Hill. 27 touches, six marks, six tackles and two goals. One of which you could say probably started turning the tide when it mattered most in that final quarter. And that was a pressure act as Werribee was attempting to exit Defensive 50 and they made a mess of it and Liam Shields instantly made him pay. Yeah. It was a, as fine a solo effort as you can get that resulted in a goal and really started turning things around. I really liked Max Lynch's game as well. Why is that? Well, he's the dominant ruckman, for one, but I felt that he was able to float back and, you know, we have banged on about the McAvoy experiment in years gone by,
0: but there was a bit of that about it. And a, it worked he's a quite bit quite more well. agile.
1: That's true. It, yeah. But
0: you'd have to say that our defence was not good on the day, that, which is why they found themselves behind. Yes, yeah, no, that's fair enough. Uh, there was one shining light,
1: though. Emerson Jecker, key
0: defender. It's starting to have a nice ring to it. No, nah, I hate it. You hate it? Yeah. Why are we taking one of the best forward talents and putting him in defence? Is it for needs down there or?
1: Well, I, I think they like what he's doing with it. 22 disposals, six marks. He's a beautiful distributor.
0: It's the kicking uh, off the halfback. It point. really is. Yeah. So I, you know, fallaciously tweeted <laughs> Is it Sicily 2.0 back there? <laughs> I think the guy that
1: probably needs to be worried long term if this continues is DGB. Do you? Yeah, if DJB doesn't get his skates on and starts progressing, now nah, you just
0: send Sicily forward, mate. <laughs> <laughs> of course, yeah. silly me. Yeah, should have known. You still got that badge? <laughs> send Sicily forward. No, um, uh. yeah. No, Jacker uh, obviously stays on the list with this kind of stuff. People yeah. know what he can do. Um, we've known his field kicking's been very, very good for a long time. Uh, yeah, he's had wayward days in front of goal. Mm but his work rate's there. I'm wondering what they want to see from him to, to get him into the AFL level. And it looks like the fact that you haven't mentioned Callow that he wasn't a presence. Callow uh, had a bit of a weird day. I, I think he was involved,
1: but nothing quite came off for him. Okay. Goal kicking was a bit wayward. I worry about Kello at this point in the season. I think they've got, what, five games left for the VFL and probably needs to start showing something to get a contract, I would say.
0: So did that end a run of four losses?
1: Uh, it would have been four straight. It, okay. Yeah, it would have so, been. So that's yeah. three losses in a row and back on the winner's list. Back on the winner's list. Uh, very timely indeed as well. We are now back knocking on the door of the top 8 uh, and have a real opportunity this week as well, coming up against the Northern Bullants, Ants, who have only just won one game for the year. So they are bottom of the ladder. They look a bit hopeless. Teams have had the ascendancy on them every week for a few weeks now. Uh, we play them at Preston City Oval this Sunday at 12 p.m. So... Good one. I might actually get down to that if I have time. But uh, it's a real opportunity for Box Hill to go back-to-back back and have a real strong back into the season and make finals.
0: So back to North? You want to talk about North again and your well, well, and
1: your fever dreams about losing to them? I am a little bit worried. I'm not going to lie. But I, I suppose I'm glad that they won last week because that gets that out of the way. Now we're back to regularly scheduled programming. Yeah.
0: That's my hope. So they're not going to rotate another coach in? they can't pull that trick every week (laughs) it is north oh yeah yeah. don't rule it out weeks a long time in footy mate so we're going down to hobart where the weather is even probably going to be worse (laughs) yep every chance yep i mean it was one degree here this morning how cold must it be in (laughs) tassie we've talked about the uh
1: the afl side talked about box hill i'm A bit at a loss for what changes to make which is not to say we're world beaters and we can't make changes but i don't really know what levers i'd pull for this week
0: well i don't mind it doesn't worry me
1: yep i think we've got it over north if we want to win yeah i'd say that's true i wonder if gunston comes back in as i said but not relying on that i still i don't know i don't know if i'd make any changes which is a weird spot to be in for a development year but I'm happy seeing what I'm seeing at the moment. I want more of it, that's all. Yeah,
0: no, It's um. it's been an interesting couple of weeks. Two wins on the board. Can you make it three? Um, North are begging for the priority picks, so they might be looking to, you know, uh, underline their argument and lose by 60. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't benefit them in any way to win, really. Well, I mean, if you're the coach, it does. You don't want a loss on your record. It doesn't matter. There's, a a few, there's definitely players at that club playing for their career. Actually, yeah, that's
1: true. Didn't didn't factor that in. Uh, we had this question from James. Should the club look to put Reeves in for surgery in the next couple of weeks so he can get back to pre-season on time? We'd also give Lynch the last two or three games to show us what we've got with him.
0: Yeah, I'm happy for all these uh, list management decisions um, to happen. Yep. Uh, to Primus for next year and our challenge for the flag, obviously. Is that <laughs> in 2023? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Come on. I don't know if you're being facetious now about James's question.
0: Would you send Reeves in for surgery? If he was having problems, I might think about it, but I don't think that he gets pushed out of the lineup at the moment.
1: No, I, I want the duo of Reeves and McAvoy to continue to gel. And listening to Reeves post game as well, he's delighted that McAvoy's back. Yeah, don't I, take this I away think the, from him.
0: I think the instruction from McAvoy is, is great for him. I know we were underwhelmed with our ruck work on the mm. weekend, but um,
1: well, is it purely is it purely on them or is it on our mids as well? No,
0: nah, it's, it's, it's on the rucks. Yeah. Okay. Well, even even greater argument to leave them to work together. Like, I mean, if you dominate dominating that much, you should be able to work it to your. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, if you're getting that many hit outs, it has to come off better than it did, certainly. Uh
1: Dr. K. Mansell writes, uh, the club has apparently said it's not looking to play much of a part in the trade period and will focus more on the draft. Tanner Bruin, by reports, is looking to move back to Victoria. Surely he's worth consideration, isn't he? What would he be worth
0: in a trade scenario? Is this
1: a play that's caught your eye?
0: So Tanner Bruin, twenty year old at GWS. Mm. Access to requirements. Couldn't help but look up his
1: stats because I'm not overly familiar with his body of work. And debut season, he was averaging seven touches. I think this year he's had something like thirteen games. He's averaging, I think, twelve disposals. I read. So I don't know. I, I I've yeah. got to say, Doctor K Mansell, I've got to look at this kid a little more closely before I make that call. But on stats alone, I'm not wowed. I'm not desperate to have him at hawthorne
0: Well, it's just it's just part of the youth policy, Nick. If you manage to move off one of the older blokes in the midfield, and I don't mean just retirement, uh, you might be looking at a bloke like this, but you wouldn't want to pay a lot because no, no. You, can, you can pick kids up who are similarly uh, gifted Yep. in the draft.
1: Well, that's run banking on as well. So I don't know. I don't know whether we'd be interested in him. Uh, I mean, you don't rule anything out Do you. You keep, keep it open. Uh, Shana asks, Sam Hayes, Port Adelaide Ruckman
0: to Hawthorne. Do we need another ruck? Yes we do. No. Yeah we do. You reckon? Yeah. Well it makes it five on the list, doesn't it? Is there five, is there? Well that's on well okay, let's go through it. McAvoy, Ruse. Reeves, Lynch, yeah. Ramston. And And then we'd have Hayes as well. Yeah, well it would be five, but I mean McAvoy's falling yeah, off the list well, fairly soon. That's true. Uh usually have we've been caught out before with not developing rucks on our list. I mean you say that, but that was pretty unlucky this year. Is that going to happen again? It wasn't unlucky. We called it at the start of the year. We called it at the start of the previous year that we probably wouldn't have a ruck at times because... I didn't
1: think it would, oh, That might be the case. I didn't think it would end up that badly, that quickly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's what happens.
1: Yeah. That's what happens. If something can go wrong, usually bloody does. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Uh, Sam Hayes to Hawthorne doesn't sound so bad now does it uh, obsessive compulsive should Newcomb keep the number 44 absolutely yes 100% on board Love with it. that uh, Hyde asks who's the next full time captain of Hawthorne and when does the change happen and also looking to the future who has the most obvious leadership qualities for players 22 years old Ooh, and 22 under? and under
0: Ooh. Well, Ward
1: came in with that in his resume didn't he
0: yeah
1: have you noticed it
0: they're still very young so yeah, it's that's, hard that's, to tell it's
1: really hard to tell now, Ward'd have to be the front runner there. I'd say so. Uh, who's the next full time captain? Sicily. You'd say so. I'd say Sicily. Pretty safe with that choice. Uh, this question from Patrick, and now this is going to really expand into a a deeper conversation. I feel.
0: I don't think it will actually. I don't <laughs> it does. You reckon it'll be quick? Ah, uh, yeah. Quick you know, and painless. What did What did John Howard say? If you If you don't want to, if you want something to go away, don't give it oxygen. Well, I believe that to be the case for Caro.
1: Right, well, Patrick wonders about our thoughts on Caroline Wilson's comments regarding Hawthorne and Tassie. And uh, this is a quote. Hawthorne, this is from Caro, Hawthorne say they've kept footy alive in Tasmania. They've done so much for the code in Tasmania. Why are there no players coming out of Tasmania anymore? Mm. Hawthorne haven't done a good job. They've just made a lot of money out of Tasmania. Yes, there are a lot of people in Launceston who love the Hawthorne Football Club, and they've certainly delivered in terms of performances down there, but you couldn't say that they've been good for the code. In fact, you could say that they've sort of raped and pillaged the code, really. It's just been so disappointing.
0: Hawthorne Vikings. <laughs>
1: the Hawthorne Vikings.
0: Now, um, a, a little bit extreme, totally a little bit harsh from Caro, I would say. and and without facts. Interest in AFL and the recruitment of children into AFL that that is that actually sits with AFL House mm-hmm. uh, to provide funding, and we know how. Negligent they've been in Victoria, so you can only surmise what lack of funding AFL has, has received down in Tassie. This is um, she's just throwing haymakers and hoping someone will, you know, one of them will land. It certainly it's, seems uh, so, yeah. it. It seems very. It's just bile because Hawthorne have been a touchstone for AFL fans down there. There hasn't been. Anything representing value for money in Tassie in terms of attending AFL games, mm. apart from Hawthorne and whoever they brought down. They have put on incredible shows. Mm. You can't tell me North <laughs> have done anything like that in Hobart, Buddy kicks no. 13 in Tassie, Cara. Against North. Against North. <laughs> you know, I suppose I- they have to be on the double bill there, you know, have to give them some credit. <laughs> I-, I
1: mean, I, I just... I didn't like this at all, clearly. Uh, they've just made a lot of money out of Tasmania. That's so cynical and so harsh. Well, we did. I know. I but know. But the it. reason
0: we made money, guess why? It was
1: valued for money. But, but this is, Caro's coming from the point of like, the clubs eat it for themselves and stuff everyone.
0: No, that's, that's not fair at all. You I, cannot tell me that the Tasmanian populace mm. will be able to mount a case yeah. without Hawthorne being down there for the last 20 years.
1: Oh, absolutely. They're integral. It has to be part of the conversation because
0: it's integral to the fabric of what footy is down there. If we've learnt anything from the 2022 crowd numbers, Mm. it's the fact that if you fall out of the habit of going to the footy, it doesn't come back easy. (laughs) That's right. Okay? We have had to generate the habit of going to the footy in Tasmania yep. with little to no assistance from the AFL. In fact, they have tried to get us out of Tasmania the int- most of that period. I had a question.
1: This isn't on the rundown because I honestly don't know the answer. I want to throw it to you. There's no pressure whatsoever. Um, any updates with Dingley? There was a, a letter from Jeff last night that apparently got emailed out. I haven't received it yet, which annoys me because I'm a member. Oh,
0: I read it. Yeah, I don't did, remember much of it. So so clearly didn't say anything of no. note or anything about Dingley. No, I didn't. I, I'd have to do a word search for Dingley. <laughs> Fair enough.
1: Control F, Dingley. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, one of our listeners wanted to know. I thought maybe you'd know something. But, uh, yeah, it might be interesting to get a bit of an update for the club on that sooner or later. Ah, look, it'll happen. Well, I don't doubt that. But is it
0: going to happen soon and within budget? Oh, within budget, no. <laughs> forget about that have you seen a project in victoria delivered on budget in the last 10 years that's
1: a point well made uh if you're listening to our show via apple Podcasts, you may have a minute to rate and review our show and would really appreciate that of course it does make our day to read that stuff but it effectively recommends the show to other diehard hawkers too which is great because we are building a wonderful community of hawthorn fans with the podcast and uh, that can be seen over on twitter twitter.com slash hawk talk pod and Facebook as well, facebook.com slash hawk talk pod. Get on board, we'd love to have you there. And uh, you can find us on Instagram too. And lastly, as always, a shout out to our proud, passionate, and paid up Patreon subscribers who make it possible for us to put time into this podcast every week. Your support is very much appreciated. And if you're listening to this and want to sling us a bit of coin, you can get some bonus content
0: in the process too. Hop on to patreon.com slash hawk talk pod. So, um, what do you think of our mole inside the. Uh you know, get a get a team in Tassie um, movement. Alistair Clarkson <laughs> you see, yeah, You're it's... just going to stymie it from within? It's just because this is, this is basically where Caro's going next on her on her gallivanting, and you know, isn't she pro Tassie team? Oh yes, she is. But when it fails, it'll be because it be because of Alistair yeah. Clarkson, though, yeah. right? okay. yeah, He white-handed well, he 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 it from from within. <laughs> Never wanted it. Secret agent Alistair Clarkson. Yeah, Hawthorne have been successful in their bid to Stymie. You know, Ken Kenneth Kennet that. Kenneth at that. won't be around no, by he the time won't they around. announce no. that uh, it hasn't happened. Be part of the Kennett legacy. No Tassie team.
1: Well, I'll be happy to quote you if it does come to pass. We we could be watching Footy Classified next year. Now, uh... they've
0: never, never have the other clubs ever voted against having a new team. Mm. Every other time they've voted yes. Right. So I would suggest that's what happens, actually. Okay. But in terms of Hawthorne just getting up and leaving, I don't think that's going to happen either. I think they'd still have four games down there, don't you? Well, I don't see it coming to an end anytime soon. Hmm. But
1: we'll see. Uh, speaking of other clubs, though, we've actually uh, we've poached a high-performance manager. Peter Burge. Peter Burge, the brown and gold. He'll be our new high-performance manager for the 2023 season. He, he was actually previously at the Hawks as a strength and conditioning coach from 2005
0: to 2011, Tiz. So uh, four premierships on the CV then?
1: Yeah, that's right. Most recently, he was a key contributor in Richmond's uh, three most recent premierships. So, probably a good guy to have in, in the context of modern-day football. Rob McCartney had this to say. Peter has a proven track record of elite high performance, and we are thrilled to welcome him to the club. Given the profile of a young and developing list, we see Peter as the perfect fit to create and implement a high-performance plan to take the group to the next level.
0: So, Luke Boyd sees out the rest of the year, and that's it.
1: Yep, Luke Boyd finishing up at the end of the season, and... uh Pretty good CV, pretty good legacy with the club. I mean, he was around for the three-peat. Yeah, he he was
0: uh, underlinked to Jack Russell, so Mm -hmm. um, took over after him. And uh, apart from a few um, worrying injuries on the track and in in training and things like that, we've seen very good fitness development in the young blokes. Mm -hmm. And your mate, Mitch Lewis, putting on kegs over the off-season, just sitting at home, munching away all day and then hitting the gym, wasn't it? He got sick of eating, didn't he, say? <laughs> Something like that. Uh, I think it, it's an experience that might be
1: shared by Will Day and Jai Sarong next year. So <laughs> just tipping, that's the case. Anyway, there's your feel-good story for this, uh, this very end of the Hawk Talk podcast for this week.
0: So, mate, in a game that could blow either way, and I mean that because the wind down there can be shocking.
1: Oh, uh, and don't you worry, it will blow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are
0: you confident? Sort of. Well, you I went. Really... You went and watched how good they can be. Yeah, but I just can't see that happening again. Yeah,
1: I reckon they might have a bit of fight about them. They might be might have a bit of wind in their sails, and not just because it blows a gale down there, tis. <laughs> Uh, But uh, I I just can't see them pulling another win out of the hat Especially
0: with everything in the broader context of their footy club going on They don't want to win this Do you think we'll see more Did you notice on Sunday that uh, there was a whole lot of one-on-ones all over the ground With uh, the game and the balance? Yeah Do you think both coaches will just go with that Because they want to know what their list can do What their list can do one-on-one Probably Yep Yep. (laughs) Should be good Which means Uh, you don't get that congested stuff yeah, you just... That's right, yeah. This is what
1: I'm hoping. I I wanted Crows, Eagles, North. I wanted those three wins and then whatever happens afterwards. So I don't mind. So you want
0: three in a row and then all the rest losses.
1: Well, I don't want the rest to be losses. I'm saying that I would live with it. I think just bank these three wins. Yeah, that. nah.
0: You're just like, as long as we beat North, it's good. That was it, wasn't it? I mean... I am me, after all. Yeah, long time listeners of the podcast know exactly where I'm coming from. <laughs> Wouldn't something... it be great in the final round though to give the dogs a real scare because they'll be shooting for eight. Yeah, well, and Richmond as well. In fact, we've got a. Few Can't teams. Aren't Richmond done? Can't we just <sighs> declare them done and they're they're in the eighth. They're clinging on to eighth. Yeah, but their form is shocking. Yeah, I know,
1: but this is it. We have a real opportunity. I know some Hawk supporters don't want us to keep on winning. We have a real opportunity to ruin some seasons. <laughs> So that could be fun,
0: not we? Isn't it? We can win two more games before we climb another place on the ladder, anyway. So, are you worried about that? Don't worry too much. Well, surely they, they win a game as well. Oh, yeah, you know, the one above us.
1: So, anyway. we, we owe Richmond for last year, you know, ruining that big occasion. I know it was an occasion for them too, but I want to spoil the party, I want to knock them out of the eight. But for this week, it's Hawthorne versus North Melbourne at Hobart, of course. The Hawk Talk podcast. We'll be back next week to recap all the action. We are a happy team at Hawthorne.